Hello, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 96 of the Archaeologist Podcast, a show where we discuss everything and anything that has to do with Ark Survival Evolved. I'm your host, Sean DeKnight, and with me are a number of players that are here to offer their insights and opinions on the latest topics, strategies, and upcoming features or patches. As I call it our participants for tonight, say hello to the listeners and how many hours you have in Ark. Rico. Howdy, y'all. Exact same as last week. Cause I ain't no way in hell I was turning on my computer in this heat wave. <laughs> and leg day. Hey, uh, I am 31 hours short of 4K. Oof, getting there. Golf clap! <laughs> no, I know. Alright, well, this week some more changes have been made to the code of conduct for the small tribe servers, and Wildcard finds itself having to enforce the rules. Shocker. Uh, if that wasn't enough, still no real news about Structures Plus being integrated into the game. Z-Fruit continues to be used to drain turrets. Could there be new DLC in 2019? And then we're going to talk about crafting. But before we get to all that, let's hit up the YouTube comments. Brennan writes, I definitely agree that the PC Gamer article heavily hints at the verticality of the map with the mention of all the new systems and dinos, and they all share the fact that they have movement-based systems to get around some type of physical barrier. Maybe dinos can be easily frozen for movement across the map, the gas bags and airlift options, the mention of aberration movement systems, even the short teleporting of the Enforcer. All these hint at, if not verticality, then inaccessible movement zones, which in my mind is a surface of aberration-like area where there are only very specific ways to go through it to get to a different zone or biome. Looks incredibly promising and fun from what I've seen so far. You always analyze the content quite well. Thanks for the podcast, guys. I appreciate the input. Well, we appreciate your input. Yeah, and I gotta say, uh, I, I really didn't consider the fact that all these new movement methods might culminate in a massive change to the map. I would be actually really excited to see that. Yeah. I'm not hopeful because I have no faith in the art devs, but it'd be awesome. <laughs> oh, all right, uh, let's move on. Next Generation Gaming does Drake Vanders proud with his wall of text and writes, Got a lot I wanted to ask this week, some not related to anything talked about in this podcast, but regardless, here goes the wall of China. Has anyone ever noticed how similar Sean's voice sounds to the thief in Jurassic Park? I would put the viruses on the computer and get eaten by the Dilo. He would at least be able to do a good impression. I also thought it was quite fitting seeing the nature of the game these podcasts are about. Um, I do not sound like Wayne Knight, the actor who plays, uh, I forget the character's name. No, no, Jurassic he sounds like the voice actor for King Kai from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, he goes on to write another note. I started playing again, and did the devs and did the devs break something in code? When I got my GTX 1080 graphics card, I was getting 60 to 90 frames per second. Now I'm lucky to get 50, and my game frequently freezes when I twitch rotate my camera. I thought Wildcard says they made a large optimization pass. If anything, it's worse now. Sometimes it feels like I'm back on my old 680. So um. I don't know, things. I've been running on a 760 this whole time, so wow. it's been ups and downs. It kind of depends on what your server's up to, though, too, right? That did you and, say you uh, playing single player? Uh, no, we did not. But you got to remember, you know, a lot of uh, dino passes, so enhanced or graphically enhanced visuals for a lot of the older dinos, that takes a toll. Uh, I've noticed that in certain areas that uh, where a lot of those spawn, there is a massive change in the frame rate in those areas, mm -hmm. especially in like the uh, southeastern forests and plains. A lot of those critters got an overhaul, and oh, yeah. they added a lot of spawns to those areas too. Very true. They, they've done a lot of change, changes, enhancements to the game, and I'm pretty sure that whatever optimization passes they did kind of got negated by uh, 
visual enhancements and constant increase in content as well. You know, for, me, for my it, years it, of modding uh, Fallout, I know how that goes. You, do, you change some settings to make the game run smoother, and then you add in some more mods, because now you can handle them, and now the game performs like it did before you did anything. <laughs> well, I definitely think feature creep is, plays a role, but I still say that the biggest impact to frame rate performance is player-created structures. Yeah. I think it might actually outpace shadows in almost every game. That's the real killer. So I always turn mine down to low. Yeah. Yeah, same. But, so maybe that's what the combatters should do, is just try single player and use that as a baseline for comparing frame rate performance or something. Yeah. Just tweak the settings and for the optimal that he can get. All right. Uh, he also writes, So on previous podcasts, it was mentioned that even a naked player can do some good damage to a large tribe through constant harassment. However, I've never understood any of the tactics in any of these attacks. I don't even understand how to solo harass a base with higher level gear like explosives. YouTubers make it seem so easy by running in with high level flak and sometimes shields to take the turrets until they can get close enough to plant C4. But whenever I try that, I get blown to bits before I even get close. Is there something I'm missing here? I've watched... I've even watched a few vids by one of the Spartans talking about some of the tactics they use and I can't seem to get them down pat. You guys talk about the actual face off with another player in this podcast and i get the gist of that stuff but what i struggle with is the part where you actually attack the base itself so i think what he's missing is all the footage of them failing themselves yeah. <laughs> youtubers tend to show their success <laughs> they, they okay. there, there was a there i was always sort of in the same boat he was so um where i i then again i was always the you know the, the guy at the front taking the brunt of the attack anyways so that could be why but the thing is once you go on a few one or two man raids, just harassment things, you start to figure it out. The mm -hmm. trick isn't not to get hit. The trick is to figure out where you can go that you'll survive getting hit till you'll stop getting hit. Yeah, it's a, it's a combination of factors. Most of all, really good gear, especially when it comes to armor with high durability. Because the second you're but as for naked, you got to go after players. You can't go after bases. Depends on what you've got to work with. If you got fire, well, then they're dying your hand, the only, Well, yeah, but if all you can, if all you have is you're naked and you got what you made on the island, you're pretty much limited to harassing players. The thing is, you could annoy people to pit, uh, just to the end of the earth, to the point where they, you know, table flip. If you do that right. Also, if you want to do some damage, go after the farmers. See when they go out farming. Find out where they're farming at. Wait for them, ambush them, and you'll do some damage. Yeah, you do that enough times. It's mostly a lot farming. of patience. It, it, it's a it's a lot of patience, you know, spiked by one or two seconds of combat every now and again. Mm -hmm. But it really boils down to your gear. You got to focus on getting good gear to take on a base if you're trying to, you know, cause some damage and learn the line of sight. Look for the weakest part and exploit it as much as possible. Because if you're playing Ark Naked and Afraid, there's very limited things you can do. <laughs> uh, he goes, you know, we fought wars that way. A club plus a naked dude with decent stats. Mm -hmm. uh, he goes on to write, on a semi-related semi note to the last one, but more related to this week's Ark Avenue, in one of those vids by Spartans I mentioned, they mentioned that flamethrowing good flag usually beats a speed clubber, as you can spray them down while trying to keep your distance, and they die before KOing you. Yeah. It, well, depends. Or they on, die before they can get away. Yeah. How much server lag? How much server lag? <laughs> yeah. But a flamethrower definitely uh, makes it a lot harder for them to run up to you, especially if you've got riot boots. You're wearing riot boots. 
And he concludes on the comment on the note on the GPS, it is actually stated on the tooltip of the GPS that it does in fact use the energy signals given off by the obelisk to triangulate your position. Good thing there are three of them, right? How this works in operation, I have no idea because there isn't there only one obelisk on that map. No, there's three no, obelisks. There's three. Yeah, Actually, um, I've we don't we don't know how many there are. That's the thing. Or uh, or not on aberration, but uh, yeah. Sorry, I got confused for a second. <laughs> yeah, I was you, thinking about uh, we the know you meant extinction. extinction. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to threads and tweets. Thread by Rolo Tomasi eighty seven is asking structures plus and writes with the announcement of the new dlc last week i was wondering if there was any update on structures plus being integrated into the main game i play on ps4 so no modding for me this was shown almost a year ago and a lot of people thought it would come after the promised dlc pass so now the tlc has come and gone and still no word of structures plus what does everyone think has structures plus disappeared into either along with dynamic length bridges or will wildcard surprise us out of nowhere with s plus integration now, uh, Wildcard Chris did respond saying, we aren't planning to do a full Structures Plus integration because of the number of systems and mechanics that it would change. That said, we're actively investigating which pieces of it would make the most sense to cherry pick and integrate or build into the full game. Posting the bits that you'd most like to see is helpful. That's it. So he reiterated what we heard six months, months ago? ago, at least. They're actively investigating. They're active. How long does it take you to cherry pick what the hell you want from a mod? See, I can already tell you. I can tell you ninety percent of what they need to exclude to make the game okay, and almost all of it's in this S plus tech tier. Mm-hmm. It's just not a development priority for them, is my theory. Of course not. They still gotta make their money. But do you think we're even gonna see Structures Plus? I think there'll be some minimum uh, integration of it. I, I I think there will eventually, but I think it'll be after the DLC. I do not think it, it's not going to come with the DLC. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's move on. We've still got a bit of an exploit here regarding uh, cliff platforms. And when an enemy places a cliff platform, you can't put down turrets within that area as if it was its own foundation. And, of course, since you can put platforms pretty much anywhere, makes it a little hard. And uh, Wildcard Chris did respond saying, we're investigating this. Thanks for the report. Yeah, I saw that video. It was pretty uh, irritating. <laughs> To watch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh yes. The, the enemy had put a cliff platform right above his base with a tech uh, shield. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, plant Z fruit being used to soak turrets is still a problem. And Walker Chris responded to this as well, saying there's a fix coming down the pipe for this. Okay. I, I so know. Like his go to answer. Just I don't know what the actual answer is, so I'm just gonna say we're fixing it. <laughs> so. Somebody uh, on Reddit, and I didn't bother putting this into the agenda, said, uh, you know, it's good that Wildcard's being very uh, communicative with us. And all I could say was, this is their cycle. They, they go through cycles like this, where they start talking a lot, not much happens, and then they stop talking for quite a while. And that usually, ebb, the ebb and flow usually centers around big releases, big patches, or usually the content, or DLC, I should say. So this I isn't think, like Scorched Earth, where they just didn't talk to us at all until we released it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, moving on. Jay Soat says, I truly understand Captain Ahab now. And he writes, I don't know where else this would be appreciated, but here's a story from my game today for your amusement. I've been playing about a week, finally starting to figure things out. I watched some videos and was inspired to make a boat to travel to the little Scorched Earth island on the main map 
so I could get an Anki to harvest to harvest stone faster. The, a little SE island? Oh, he must southeast. be talking about Rag. Oh. He's talking Herbie Island. Oh, Herbivore Island on Island. Okay. <laughs> southeast. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm so ingrained with SE being scorched earth right now. <laughs> okay. Spent hours getting the boat ready. Stone foundations blew all kinds of stored materials, loading it for the long haul, and even made it look a little nice. I was proud of that ship. Not even halfway across the deep, and I see it moving. I don't even know all of the sea creatures in this game, but I knew about one, and apparently knew all about me. I see the face right before it hits me. I damn leads. I yell a few obscenities. I don't know what the rules are. As it crashes into the boat. Nothing breaks and my health is untouched. Okay, this is what you prepared for. Just get out of the deep water ASAP. I keep trucking as it comes around again. This time, I don't even flinch, flinch as it hits the boat. But suddenly, I'm flying. Very fast, very far, and very hurt back towards the shore. As I land back near the shallows, I look at the top of the screen to see the culprit. Alpha lead sees the white whale. I've read some posts on finding it, and it seems to be annoyingly rare. This may be how the road to insanity begins, but I'll get revenge on that giant fish. It may take hundreds of hours or more, but I'll get them if it's the last thing I do. <laughs> you know, I still like the introduction of whales in the game. My only complaint is I really wish they weren't like a two or three hit kill on the raft. Yes. I, I wish he had a longer fight. Because you can't escape from them, really. So one of the attacks that used to be were people have pre-made rafts built or built already and uh, in their inventory, and they would quickly drop one, and they it would instantly start to attack the raft you just dropped, giving you some a little bit of time to get away. But you can't even do that now. You can't uh, place a raft from a raft. Oh, I didn't yeah, they, know that. They changed that months ago. Hmm. The way they uh, play, change it so that you have to be on land. To place a raft in the water. Wonder what was that just to combat this? We can't. Uh, thing? I don't believe so. I think it was um, to prevent people from maybe spamming rafts in enemy mm. around their enemies or something like that. I, I forget exactly what the reason was for why they changed how rafts were deployed. All right. Um. So let's move on. Let's talk about the small tribe servers. There's a few stories out this week. Uh, for example, get jacked uh, doing the Alpha Rockwell on a six-man tribe with another tribe, breaking the six-man tribe rules. They linked to the video. So uh, they're abusing the system, which is obviously, I guess, an instant dev wipe at the very least, a possible ban. So we'll see. I thought see. The, the whole teaming up was just for against other players. No, it goes towards um, boss fights as well. I, I thought this is lame. Mm. I, I did. I mean, I think that just a couple of people teaming up to do a PvE thing should not be a big deal. But I could see why they're upset. You know, it gives an edge. They're going to get levels out of it. Yeah. So, I get it. It's just, nah. Sucks. Moving on. Zip-ins. No teamwork for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, that's the thing. They put out the small tribe servers, but they didn't, as far as I can tell, they really didn't adjust the boss fights to, or scale them four six-player tribes. I mean, what happens when they want to do Ascension? I don't think teaming up on a boss fight really hurts the underlying rationale for making the six-tribe servers. It's just mm. my theory. Yeah. All right. Uh, Zippin quickly posted up on the Reddit forum saying, Hold, so holding a defense against three tribes simultaneously right now, what can we do? And uh, thankfully for him, and luckily for him, you know, he posted proof, and the devs actually reacted to this very fast. And dead wiped the uh, offenders. Wow. 
Interesting. So they are actively trying to be seen as, as enforcing that rule. Well, they have to. I mean, <laughs> there's no way they can't do it. So what happens if it's like three three teams fighting each other? Then they get kind of hard to prove who's helping who. Um. So the videos here was... Or maybe this was a different story. I forgot. There was a, several stories that were similar to this. But in one of the clips, they were saying, you got to turn off the turrets. I can't land here. So turn off the turrets so I can land real quick. You know, things like that. To uh, okay. show that they were actually working in tandem to destroy one tribe. Hmm. The evidence was overwhelming. But yeah, um, though, For how once. often is it that you will attack a tribe simul- at the same time another tribe decides to attack them? It's n- kind of rare. It was one of my favorite things to do when I saw fights happening was take pot shots at both of them and just mm-hmm. never kill anyone. Yep. <laughs> just make them weak enough that they're easily killed by each other. Yeah. <laughs> so on Twitter, a user asked if there would be six-player tribe PvE servers, and Jen simply replied, no, we currently don't have any plans to have six-man PvE servers. Let me ask, what do you need a six-man PvE server for? What what is um, the point of that? I don't know. Um, uh, not having to share your donuts. I, I don't know. It, it's it seems silly. You, you well, can't limit maybe, yourself to six players. Maybe it's more about just having more than six people they want to play with. I don't know. Go home, lug D. You're drunk. <laughs> Drinking coffee today, actually. So can't use that as an excuse. <laughs> sure. Likely. Um, I'm assuming it's Irish coffee. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> All right. So, uh, an interview uh, from Newsweek prompted Morgothu to deliberate whether or not there would be a new season pass in 2019. Now, the quote in question was it will be an opportunity for us to step back and figure out where we go from here, Willoughby tells Newsweek. ARC has been hugely successful and we want it to continue to be successful and relevant. We like making it, so we want to continue to produce content for the fans. There's going to be a couple cool surprises for the people that really like the core of what they first came to ARC to play, which is these amazing dinosaurs and creatures. Extinction is going to be pretty satisfying for them, even if they don't like robots and sci-fi stuff. So, it's either going to be an ARC 2 next year, I think, or we're going to see more DLC. I can't see that not happening. I'm kind of hoping they pull a uh, Total War Warhammer, and when they do the 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 sequel, they integrate all the previous content. Mm-hmm. That means you you know for people who bought the thing and were really in and you know that's one of the biggest annoyances about new games is when they release the new the sequel, all that content you might have purchased extra is now useless. Well, suddenly I was like with Warhammer, I was a lot more willing to pay all the money for the sequel when I found out all of the original content was that I bought was going to transfer over. How is that mm-hmm. different from their DLC model though? Cuz they're effectively releasing brand new arcs. Well, the thing is when you do this when you do the sequel game this way, you're basically just uh you're you're able to redo, uh, do a lot of engine changes you can't do to a live game. Then you just port the old content over. Adding a new ma- uh, maps and tech adding old textures and maps onto new framework is uh well, assuming you're not changing too much of the core framework, it's not that difficult. It's time-consuming, but it's not as bad as writing a whole new map. Unless mm. you did something stupid during the process, like, once again, this my example of Warhammer, what they did with the Norsk uh, DLC, because 
they made some massive changes to the way the game, uh, to the game en uh, additions to the game engine for that DLC. When it came time to try and integrate that into the new game, well, they had streamlined a lot of those additions into the core thing, and it no longer worked the same. So they've ended up having to just rebuild the entire DLC from the ground up and then add it later. Which, to their credit, as a gaming company, they did. Yeah. Instead of just giving it up because you know it's not like this was a DLC we we were offering for this game. True, but um, the way Ark is right now, I don't see them having the time. Yeah, you know, just really having the time to make Ark Two. I think what we'll see is uh, another DLC season pass that people will have to buy. That's not, that is a distinct possibility as well. I mean, they've already done a pretty good over uh, overhaul to the engine in the past here, so. <laughs> Yeah, I know we didn't really it didn't really look like much, but uh, under the hood, it did actually change a decent amount of stuff. Hey. It wasn't nothing. <laughs> I'll go with that. <laughs> All God, right. I'm trying to give them credit, and you're not letting me. Sorry. <laughs> now, one of us has to refuse to give them credit for anything. <laughs> Sorry, my BS detector was going off a bit there. Now, <laughs> moving on. Apparently, there's some um, issues with transference system, and uh, one particular Reddit user, Flight School, said, "Great job, Wildcard. You just made hundreds of people lose characters." And wrote, "Wildcard, without announcing disabled transfers just minutes ago, you were still able to transfer. However, if you transferred, you would lose your character. I just lost two Max characters and a Max Crafter character. Numerous tribe members lost their characters as well." Well played, Wildcard. We just lost so many imprinted dinos, engrams, levels, and so much time. Now, uh, Jet did reply saying, We haven't disabled downloads, but are aware that some users are unable to download their characters and items. Looking into it at the moment, we'll post an update when we've got one. The update after that was, We're still looking into the issues at the moment, guys. For now, we placed a notice on our official, ser on our official server status that some players may still experience issues when using the cross-arc transfer system. And then the final update was, Seems like things have stabilized with the transferring. However, we're still going to be monitoring for the next 12 hours or so before we switch the network back to healthy. Thanks for your patience, guys. Kind of feel like he should have learned his lesson after the second character. Well, we're, they didn't actually answer if people could now safely re-download their, their stuff. Yeah, for leg days, peace of mind. The gentleman who wrote the post said that he was transferring both characters on multiple at the same time on multiple computers. Huh. So he was using he likes two to different live accounts. Dangerously. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I saw a lot of bit of uh, this in the Salt Discord or the Alliance Discord as well, where a lot of people were complaining about lost characters and what was going on with the transfer system. Mm -hmm. Well, how many times do we have to talk about how broken that system is? It shouldn't be this fragile. Uh, until Wildcard fixes it, we'll keep talking about it. Mm. So I guess forever. Until Wildcard fixes it, yep. <laughs> All right, so uh, Community Crunch 137 came out. They did a couple code of conduct changes, two of them for small tribe servers, where there were the revisions that reads, using non-tribe member bodies to store and transport items, so no body bags that way, people, and bringing players from multiple tribes into a boss fight. Then for PvE, specific griefing, they added in intentionally filling the server tame limit via spamming tames and or rafts. Because uh, for some reason, rafts still count as a dino tame. That's lame. Uh-huh. Uh, they did a community live stream roundup. I, once again, I 
didn't watch it. I didn't have time to check it out. So otherwise, server maintenance is this week, but it's going to be for the Xbox and PS4 servers. So I have a list up. I think they just posted it up on the official ARC forum. So I would suggest you guys check out which servers are going down for maintenance. The archaeology event is still going on. And then uh, the Salian you can get during the Steam Intergalactic Summer Sale, where you can collect an arc-themed outfit for your Salian when you're participating in the sale or playing this the Summer Salian's game to win free games. Otherwise, that's it for the Community Crunch. Very lackluster once more. Now, ever since they got rid of the Q&A, they really don't have much to work with these days. Not in the least. I'd like to see more behind the scenes. You know, I know there's, I think they've shown a few things in the past, but I'd really like to see more about their development process and maybe some teasers by letting us see things they're working on in the background on their monitors. Yeah. That's the first time I saw Scorched Earth, if you guys remember that, when they were showing someone working on a big desert. People <laughs> thought they were adding a big desert biome to the island. Turned out to be secret DLC. I don't know, man. It's getting more and more difficult to drum up the enthusiasm for these community crunches for the most part i mean they're touting the same things over and over the archaeology event is what it's third weekend and then we don't know when the next one will start because they said there's going to be multiple events right yeah we'll see what happens well i mean it like like we've said in the past you need a constant stream of new content to keep people excited and everyone always says well why are they making content because they're not fixing bugs well they got to fix bugs but they also got to continually release new content to keep some of the uh, older players around. Yep, and this excited. is very true. All right, uh, let's move on to patch notes. And uh, oh, right, there were none this week. No, that sucks. <laughs> it seems like the patches are happening on a bi-weekly basis now. Or is that just me? If it was. I don't know. I haven't looked in the calendar, but if it was like a regular patch cycle, man, that'd be nice. Like everyone knew like every second Friday or something like that. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. Let's move on. It is now time to craft us some chat as we bang on the anvils of Arc Avenue. Oh, I bet you that. all right so uh this is just some crafting 101 because a lot of new people and some older veterans don't really know the crafting system um let's go very basic where you've got your engrams you got to learn them you got to level up to unlock them you've got the points that goes into unlocking them and you need to learn and take the time to look at the engram trees to see what you want to focus on because you're not going to have enough engram points now, we've talked about drop hunting in a previous episode where uh, that can be very beneficial in saving you a lot of uh, engram points because you'll find a lot of uh, blueprints for um, structures from wooden structures to metal structures. Though not the stone structures. Why is it? You know, come to think of it, why are there still no BPs for stone structures? Because that would be useful. <laughs> I... I personally don't worry too much about saving up the engram points. I feel like once you start getting to the higher levels, you can wipe um, and reset pretty easily. Once per level, though. Yeah, I mean, I like early game. You're gonna focus on the early game stuff, obviously. But then, like late game, you probably don't need all the wood unlocked kind of thing or all the cloth shirts or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't know. If you're trying to do a a straight playthrough of maybe up to level sixty. 
then I'd say, yeah, save up some of the... Don't don't get some of the... the you know, do you really need that map engram to make a map for your uh, base? Probably not. <laughs> never under uh, never underestimate the value of a boomerang. Yeah. But or any type of ammo, really. I honestly think that stuff like gunpowder, spark powder, narcotics, those should be automatically unlocked rather than people have to level up and then learning them. I always thought that was a little... Um, weird. Unintuitive. Yeah, yeah. weird. But uh, yeah. So using the V, which is the default key, brings up your crafting, which people still don't know about sometimes that I've come across as well. But let's talk about the, the crafting skill itself, which was uh, revamped. Think, I think it's been about a year now since it was last revamped. Yeah, about that. And, it's still uh, a really primitive UI, though, for mm -hmm. a skill tree. It's yeah. functional, but... But it's essentially, the more points you put into your crafting skill the better the chance of the item you're crafting to have higher durability and attack. And it used to be up to 33%, but I believe that the last time they tweaked it, they increased it to up to 64%. Jeebus! That's, yep. that's a lot, man. That's worth... You mean, you definitely want a crafting character in your tribe. Yeah. Uh, even if you don't want to use a main character as a crafting, crafting character, you want to have a, a crafting alt. Yeah, definitely. Because 64% bonus is... Big. It's huge. And um, obviously, you can also use the Focal Chili, which gives you plus 100% crafting skill to make your items better and increase the chances of it coming out better. And you'll see that drop hunting can be very beneficial because if you get those really good BPs, especially if they're apprentice or journeyman, that's imagine really that good. 200 uh, uh, imagine that blueprint we had. What was it? A primitive or a ramshackle rifle that was just had amazing durability and damage for its oh, yeah. low level. Imagine what we could have done if the crafting skill had been around back then and then focal chili on top of it. You know how many we would have had vaults of those rifles made. And they would have been pretty and, and they would have had a decent chance of their uh, their effective damage being up near, you know, the damage cap. Oh yeah. But yeah, crafting definitely worth it, definitely worth investing a character you just got to make sure you, at that point when you're ready to make that second old character and turn it into a crafting character, that uh, you know how to level up fast. You know, whether it's via Explorer Notes or you have a system in place where you've got like five grinders ready to go at the same time. And also, just a bit of a tip for the uh, for people who want to uh, avoid a hammer coming down in their head. Never hurts to um, have the character be in an allied tribe that nobody knows exists. Oh yes. If you wanna, if you're worried about people finding out that you've got a good BP or you're making able to make good gear, yeah, an allied tribe to craft all that stuff definitely helps. Especially, like I said, and the the advantage of making a crafting alt and say putting them in a room with a bunch of crafting, just a bunch of crafting stations that all belong to the ally, or the, putting them in the crafting room and leaving them all unlocked. Mm -hmm. And but he's in a different tribe. There's no way to trace it back to you unless you people know you have the character. Yeah. Don't leave his name as Bob, though. That's suspicious. I mean, you remember how... Uh, name him Dave or something. Back around OS8 during the Legacy days, we suddenly had people coming after us because uh, of one, one long... Well, it was a long nick, right? That yeah, it was a long nick. Had. It was either a... Uh, like I said, it was either primitive or ramshackle, but it had something like 185% right. damage and then something like 150 durability which is really good for such a low level. 
And we started getting hit pretty hard because the minute they found out that there was such a BP, and a lot of people wanted that. And it didn't matter that the, the, the fact was, like, people came after and well, most of us didn't even know we had it because we kept it a secret for the most part. Yep. I don't even uh, remember. Uh, it was, they found out about it just after the whole hmm, crafted by thing got added to things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right? I get the craftsmen always like to sign their uh, their names or initials to something. But, I mean, I don't know. Opting out of that would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also, not just to make items, but also crafting skill is really essential if you want to make custom recipes, you know, custom food and drink that will you can carry a large stack of without being weighed down because your crafting skill is really good and really high when you're making these recipes. Or yeah. one, that, I mean, just having something to add stamina over time and it's a mm-hmm. large amount. Oh, yeah. The advantage of that when you're trying to, especially if you're trying to be a courier and running things through the map. It cannot be overstated how useful it is to still be able to outrun everything. Because usually, no matter how fast you are, when you run out of stamina, the wolf catches you. Oh, yeah. So it would behoove you to, uh, you know, I think it's on the ARC wiki where they'll have uh, a list of all the stuff you can make using or use to make custom recipes. And they'll give you the values of what they do, such as how much um, food it'll give per one berry or one raw meat or something like that etc etc and it's good to play around with that especially if you've got the crafting character to start making all this because custom recipes are very very useful and it's certainly better than carrying a, a canteen around which only you can drink three times from every uh, our potato vodka yeah <laughs> yes indeed stuff right. was just uh, saved uh, saved my butt so many times on scorched <laughs> so now i hate to give you guys a short episode but there really wasn't much to work with this week unfortunately a lot blame of wild uh, card. i'm blaming wildcard for this one that and uh even the official or the reddits are kind of uh really we're, getting and we're, we're in stagnant. the pre-dlc lull yeah we had some really short episodes before aberration came out too and we still gotta wait until november for arc extinction yeah, but I gotta admit, the more I'm learning about it, I'm I'm very hopeful they're they're gonna, you know, bat it out of the park like they do with aberration. Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, you know, speaking of our extinction, I don't think they even released a new dossier like I thought they were supposed I to. I don't think they do. I will say this: uh, later this month, uh, the the mod Dragon Punk is supposed to be going live with their own new map, and I am really looking forward to trying that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Might be a nice little uh, side adventure while we're waiting for extinction. Yeah, well, I'll wait and see. You have to let us know how it goes. Yeah, uh, I've already tested out most of their other mods. They're they're. Uh, I, I'm pretty impressed by these guys. They they managed to add a functional magic system to the game, and not even Dark and Light managed that. <laughs> Although it's not that dissimilar from Dark and Light, it's just a lot less clunky. Indeed. All right. Well, it is time to close out episode 96 of the Archaeologist Podcast. Thank you to our participants this week, and thank you for listening to us on YouTube. If you have enjoyed this week's episode, feel free to like and share this video and subscribe to the channel. You can also leave comments or questions for us in the comment section below. Goodbye and stay alive, survivors.